Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited today to have a very special guest, a returning guest and client, Soph. So Soph has been on the podcast twice before. This is her third time. And before we get cracking, Soph, welcome. And how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I uh, had a juicy session this morning and I uh, walked the dog. So it's just chill for the rest of the day, which is nice. I love it. I love it. So for those of you who don't know what we're going to do, first of all, is I'll just get so to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of where she was actually when she first started with me, which was quite a while ago now. Uh, but I definitely recommend listening to the two episodes that I've done with so previously because you'll probably see a whole lot of growth even just in those two episodes and listening, uh, which is really exciting. So for those who haven't come across you yet, so can you just give us a very brief rundown of like, you know, when you started messaging me and we we organized a, a call, what was happening for you at that time and why did you reach out? Um, I had been doing my own thing in the gym for a couple of years and wasn't really going anywhere. And I was that classic in the gym for like six days, like doing a horrendous amount of steps and not eating anything really. And I was exhausted and frustrated and I just needed some help. So I reached out to you and we got me right back on the right track basically, and um, started structuring things a little bit better so that I wasn't a complete mess. Mm. In that time, you know, we were definitely focused on technique. We were focused on strength. Um, There was muscle mass focus. A lot of it was about recovery. So pulling back your training volume, pulling back steps. Um, We were, it's funny because now looking back at the start, it's like, we were increasing food, but I think for a while it, we weren't as aggressive as we probably learnt we could have been a bit later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, like, that's been a real pattern for me where I sort of um, do things slowly, 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 until I realise that it's just so much easier to jump off and do the harder thing earlier and you get to your destination far quicker and nothing bad happens. Dude, if that sums up like your story with with yeah. us, with, <laughs> that sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the most recent ep with you, we did do a whole episode on your menstrual cycle recovery journey. So if, if you're listening and that's something that appeals to you, definitely go um, have a search for that one with Soph, which is fantastic. And then from there, so 
we or you decided that you wanted to then pursue powerlifting. So it was like recovery first and then you tick that box off. Can you just talk us through like once the recovery happened in terms of menstrual cycle recovery, what had got you really excited about pursuing powerlifting? Like how did that thought happen? Um, I spent so, so long trying to chase a certain look until I realized that chasing that certain look wasn't making me happy. And I was celebrating the fact that I had gotten my body to a really healthy point. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to start celebrating what my body can do. And I like to do things in extreme forms. And I was like, um, I'd seen a couple of girls at the gym that I was currently training at doing sort of that powerlifting style training and that looked really interesting to me and I just wanted to do something to show all of the past versions of me that had tried to be smaller that that's um that's not what we really want we want to be um our strongest self and doing powerlifting felt like a better fit than sort of the more bodybuilding style of training that I'd been doing so I sent a message to you and I was like, dude, I want to do a powerlifting comp once I get to where I need to be. And that was it. My mind was kind of sort of fixed and focused and set on that. Yeah, love it. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. I currently have places available inside the Glam Body Program. And if you don't know what it is, this is my completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service that is specifically designed to help women get strong and progress their body composition, whether that means gaining muscle, getting lean, or both. So Glam Body is best suited for two types of women. The first loves training, but you've never had a your programming or nutrition tailored to you. Perhaps you're just doing classes or using apps but you do want more efficient results and you want to learn more about your body or perhaps you have had some element of assistance before but you're still struggling with overtraining under eating speaking negatively to yourself and you feel like nothing's enough and you just want to be able to make physique and performance progress without burning the candle at both ends so to get your spot just dm me on instagram with the heading glam body or you can fill out the application form that is linked in the show notes below and we can have a chat about whether Glam Body is a good fit for you. With that said, let's get back into the episode. I mean, we were talking about your Space Buns hairstyle for a long time, like once the recovery. Really were. Yeah. I I manifested it. Yeah. I went to sleep thinking about the Space Buns. Yeah. Space Buns happened. That was a very full circle day. Did you ever have any self-doubt or imposter syndrome I'm only asking this so because it might be relevant to someone listening about powerlifting were you scared about like not being strong enough with there not knowing the rules was there anything like that yeah all of that man I um I had started um following some powerlifters and people that were powerlifting on um on Instagram and seeing the stuff that they were pulling, I'm like, man, I don't know whether this was the right decision. And those thoughts ran through my head, even like right up through all of my preps and whatnot. And I think you had said to me at some point that this is just like your first page of your first chapter. And they're like way further through their, their book than you are. And that 
sort of helped me get through that sort of imposter stage. If you want to try doing something like powerlifting, just go and do it. Find a novice comp somewhere. There's so much fun and um, you can just um, test yourself. It's really, it's, it's fun more than anything. It's fun. Yeah, I've I've come I've coached a few a few people to their very first powerlifting meet now. I've done it myself as well and it's like I totally understand. It seems kind of intimidating because you're looking at say maybe people on Instagram or the yeah, typically where our first exposure is probably going to actually be through Instagram and some of these girls are like they're insanely strong and pulling crazy crazy numbers and it can be a little bit like I don't know if I've got it but I think some advice that was given to me way back was um, as long as the client can perform the movement, so the squat, the bench, and the deadlift technically correctly so they can pass the white lights and they can fail it safely without hurting themselves, they can get up on the platform. 100%. Yeah, I love that advice. I say it to each of my clients who have pursued it because yeah, pretty much everyone has had those thoughts of like, Oh, I'm going to be first out, you know, or, um, you know, I was my first comp. I was the first one out that yeah. day. And that I was, that yeah. was a lot. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting. I've had it a bit like uh, I've had, you know, quite a few clients, um, be first out and, um, yeah, it's like you, I, I think there is just this thought because there is a technical side to it that you've got to be like a quote unquote professional or you've got to be doing it for a long time to get up there. But no, it's really like, can you perform the lifts so that you'd get white lights? So technically are the lifts correct? And then can you make sure that you can fail safely so the person doesn't hurt themselves? And you tick those two boxes off and you're going to be, you're going to be um, sweet. The other thing I think is, you know, there, of course, there's comp day nerves, and maybe we can get into that soon. Um, actually, let's get into it now. Did you experience any comp day nerves? More so with the first one than the second one. And the nerves were more in the couple of days leading up to it more than the day itself. Mm-hmm. And once the day got there, I was so sort of swept up in the whole thing that I don't think I had a second to feel nervous. Mm-hmm. But certainly, in I reckon the two or three days leading up, I was thinking to myself, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. Yeah. And let's dive into your experience then on the day. So Soph's first comp, what month was it in Soph? It was March. March. No, February, February, sorry. Yeah. So it was a sanctioned meet for the first one. And so this just means we have actual referees from, oh, my God, I'm blanking, APU, APL. APL. (laughs) <laughs> um, so we we had ref- referees and people's scores get written down and they can go for um not titles what's the they can go for medal not medals well uh, there was medals that day records yeah but records yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and yet there is medals yeah and yeah so it's a full-on proper thing right um so talk us through so like each of the lifts in terms of your mind and the day in of itself, did it go down how you thought it was going to go down? Were there any big differences? Um, yes and no to all of those questions. So with the squat first up, because that's normally 
with the powerlifting comp, it's normally you squat, you bench, and then you dead, deadlift. So with my squat, my squat is the one lift that I'm always the most nervous about and the one that I want to get out of the way quicker. So I'm glad that that's the first lift. Um, I thought I would be nervous about the amount of people that were in front of me watching and just solely watching me do it until I got up to the bar and it was just me and that umpire in front of me and no one else was there, which was really nice that I could just be in that moment of focus. Um, it was the first time I had squat out of one of those um, power racks. I'd only squat squatted out of the combo racks. Um, so I was worried about not being familiar um, with that. But once I got myself under the bar and started doing it, I just did it. And I did so much better than I thought I was going to. And the, I ended up with a PB. I squatted 87.5 for that um, lift. And we both were just we stood there in shock afterwards. Like, And it was a smooth, easy, I probably could have gone heavier um, than attempt. Um, but we were just in a bit of shock. We both, I don't, I didn't know what to say for a little bit and I'm sure you didn't. And the adrenaline was just absolutely pumping after that. Like I just couldn't settle myself. Yeah. Um, but the squat was amazing. Yeah. It was, it far exceeded how I thought that was going to go. Um, and then leading into the bench, um, we didn't quite get where we wanted to with that one. I failed my second two attempts on a weight that I had hit in training, but that was a really good learning point because I knew for future comps to account for that lull between the squat and the bench. Um, but that's okay. I failed it safely. It was fine. And like we both looked back on the videos and the tech was there. I just didn't have the fight enough, I suppose, to get it up one thing I do want to just jump in and say is we decided to change something right at the very last minute where I gave Soph a handout and Soph had never practiced with handouts before so look we we had gotten away with some like later changes (laughs) I reckon it was two weeks before comp we decided to change from a high bar to a low bar squat and I'm surprised that that worked as well as it did, but I don't think I would have squat as well as I did on the day if I was doing high bar squats. It's really interesting. So if there's any coaches listening, like hopefully you would know it's not a, it's not a smart time to be changing anything two weeks out, but I just took a punt and I was like, I really think this is actually going to help Sophia than make anything more complicated. But yeah, on the day with her bench, we decided to give her a handout and it Sophie had never used a handout before. And it's like, you might not think these things matter, but sometimes they can matter. And especially with the handout, you know, the 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 person who's giving the handout is taking some weight off the bar, which is a little bit different for a setup. And, you know, I say to my powerlifting guys, in the gym, every single lift, like every single time you squat, you bench and you're dead, even in the off season, approach it the same as if you were getting there on comp day because it means on comp day adrenaline nerves pressure you know maybe you're going for like the lift to win the medal or whatever for the day the more times you have just done the same thing the less variation the less those pressures will get involved and so it was probably silly of me to have asked did you want one um and it's something I've reflected on and gone, you know what, let's just do what we always do. 
But it wasn't just that for the bench. Remember the first one when I got under it and I hadn't had my wraps on right? Mm, yeah. And I think that may have thrown me off a little bit as well because I'd been so used to wearing my wraps the way that I did. Yeah. You're not allowed to have the little loops over your um over your thumbs. Yeah. To actually do the lift. And I it was just that feel sort of thing as well. So like you say, you want to do the lifts the same way through comp prep all of it and I've been used to that tactile feeling and that was taken away from me and that can those little things can throw you off a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. um so then with the deadlift we were timing a little bit of a caffeine hit for you a little bit of an energy spike so if you've never been to a comp before and potentially you know maybe you don't have a coach or your coach is new as well um there is typically a bit more of a lull between the bench and the deadlift typically because of the time that it runs. So depending on the size, it could be anywhere from, you know, the comps might start at 10 or so or nine or 10, whatever. Um, sometimes the bench won't, ha- the deadlift won't happen till two, three, four, five 5 PM. And again, depending on how many people are on the comp, it's like, you've done your squat, you've done your bench. There's, there was heaps of adrenaline for them and you're starting to lose steam a little bit. So keeping an athlete, aroused excited peaked for their final lift and like that third deadlift is the hardest lift of the day it's gonna be the heaviest lift of the day is a bit of a skill and each athlete is a little bit different um but we tested out we just had a plan so executed on her caffeine and energy and it actually worked really well so we were able to replicate it for the second comp but how was your feelings for your deadlift Deadlift is hands down my favorite lift of the comp day. So what we had done after bench was have my big meal between bench and deadlift because I didn't mind too much about something sitting a bit heavier in my tummy for for that. Um, And then we timed my caffeine to where it should kick in um, for my last deadlift. So I took it half an hour um, before I anticipated when my last deadlift would be um and then we kind of just went for it the deads just moved so well um I'd never lifted 120 ever before and we just I just said to her like I reckon I've got it in the tank I went I lifted it I put it back down and it was like super easy it was like annoying because I had more gas in the tank and you don't know after the third lift you can't go hey like I've got another one in me let me do it um but like that feeling of doing like something so cool and like the vibe of people around you just yelling at you to get it up and cheering you on like that honestly I think my brain chemistry changed once I had done that like that was amazing so like to finish off the day with that kind of a um pb and what and whatnot that was um that was something that I won't forget I don't think yeah I was shocked again um super super happy with how fast that went and it's one of the things again if there's any coaches listening and it's your first time you know maybe your client's first time and your first time coaching too um I mean and this hasn't been my first time maybe like eighth or ninth maybe tenth gosh you know you do have the responsibility of like being the person who's passing on the attempts to the referees and, you know, you can absolutely ask your client where where they're at with their lift and what they think that they can lift and 
I, Sophie and I work really well together and I'm very confident in her ability to choose her numbers. Not, not everyone is like that. And Hey, we have some people who are like, don't tell me like some clients who are like, don't tell me, just put the weight on the bar and I'll lift it. Yeah. Um, there was definitely one, one, um, one girl that I train with now that she'd done that for the first time that day. And I was like, ah, oh, nah, yeah. my yeah. anxiety, I just need to know. Yeah. So I can, I, I think it helps me prime myself knowing yeah. what it is that I'm actually lifting. I'm the same. And yeah. So for any coaches who are listening, like, the longer you're with that client, the more videos you watch of them uh, lifting, the more you'll be able to pick their attempts. So for Soph's first experience, you know, we did a great job. As we've, as we noticed though, she had more in the tank. And like Soph said, after the third attempt, you can't say, sorry, can we add some more on and try again? And so it's, it's walking that fine line. And like, I overstepped it with the bench. You know, we didn't quite get the bench. And strategically, I've done some things different. But I think a big problem with the bench wasn't the weight selection for the last attempt. I think it was a big jump we had between oh, yeah. um, the first and second. So it was a five kilo jump between the first and the second. And like for me and my upper body, like that, yeah, big jump. Yeah, but absolutely. That. Like strategically, we've now learned that about Sophie and, you know, that may change in the future, but for now it's much smarter to give her a smaller jump. So it's like get to know your athlete as best as you can, watch their videos as much as you can, take their feedback. Um, and then like there is a point of you've just got to get in there, give it a go. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it's like, yeah, okay, you know, it's fine. Take responsibility for that. And it's okay to be disappointed or frustrated or angry or whatever. Like that's fine. Um, it's part of the game. But it's definitely it's definitely worthwhile to continue to take like recon on your clients and just watch and pay attention and see how things move and you know you might get more egoic clients who often think they can do more than they can you might get more hesitant clients who actually have way more in the tank and that's when you know they may be saying no don't don't put the 120 on but you're like dude we're doing 125 and I don't care what you have to say and it's like that's can be really uncomfortable call to make as a coach but I think that your client will thank you in the end if that works out so yeah, it's just a bit of a learning curve so with that so that was the the first wrap up how do you feel when you got home um so once all of the caffeine and adrenaline and the sugar had left the system that night I felt like I'd been hit by a truck um but I think that was just coming down from it all like the excitement um the day everything um, but the next few days I felt really good. Like I think I recovered fairly well. Like I know you said to me that I wasn't allowed to step foot in the gym until the Thursday of that week. But I reckon like the Tuesday I was like, I could train easily, but knowing like my history with um, trying to do too much too fast, um, I just listened to the advice of rest um rest for that week and then we well I decided to do a powerlifting pump very close to my first one so we would pretty much straight back into into comp prep <laughs> how many days after did you shoot me that message no we decided before the oh, comp was it uh yeah 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 I think it was <laughs> maybe the first week of January okay 
that I decided that I wanted to do the second comp. Okay. So you you were like, yes, <laughs> knowing that you probably won't make huge strength gains and I like to prove people wrong. <laughs> That's so funny. So, sorry, everyone. My my ability to like recall times has gone completely out the window. So it was actually earlier on that we decided and I knew it was going to be, was a seven-week turnaround, seven-week turnaround. And it's like, look, typically in seven weeks, we're not going to get anything for a lifter. Well, look, maybe the time, like a 1.25, two and a half, five kilos on the total, like not much. And I think in terms of managing a client's expectations, probably better to say like, Yes, of course, we can do a really fast turnaround. Don't expect miracles here. Um, and I have even seen, unfortunately, someone, you know, drive that red line too much and then less 1.25 on their bench, you know. So, like, if you push a athlete too much, you can redline them and then they're shit, right? So I just wanted to manage those expectations. But we come into the second one, which is strong Geelong so so at this time had swapped gyms um end of last year or so no I swapped the week before oh shit shit. yeah my ability to which was another big change that we made before (laughs) that first comp was completely changing my whole surrounds and everything that I was used to lifting um which was another gamble and so how did you come in into sorry how did you feel coming into strong the strong Geelong comp I certainly felt more confident in the sense that I knew what to expect Hmm. um I sort of knew the rules a little bit better um I knew my abilities a little bit better um and I felt comfortable because it was my home gym now and I was sort of on home turf and that also felt comfortable so I felt more settled in my mentality as well of being a power lifter instead of being someone that wants to power lift. Gosh, we could do a record a whole episode on identity shifting, but if you're listening, what Soph just said then is worth like a million dollars. That was something you said to me in a um in a check-in because you said um you are a power lifter now. And as soon as you said that, I think the way that I was started training after that and approaching recovery and everything completely flipped. Um, so, like, I changed my identity from just being a, a um, lifestyle gym goer to more of an athlete power lifter. Um, I'm taking things a bit more seriously now. Yeah, so just in a general sense, this is – a critical piece in terms of any physique goals, any performance goals, any got work, like literally everything. The belief you have about who you are will definitely dictate the kinds of decisions you make, the kinds of thought patterns you have, um, things that you wouldn't even know, like just in uh, intuitive decisions or thoughts, or it's insane the impact identity has on someone's ability to do the things that they'd like to. Um, just as a real quick segue, I've seen this in myself. If I I was thinking for a moment, like I just want to get back up on stage and have fun, and then I changed my identity like to, no, I, I want to fucking, you know, I'm not going to win, but like I want to give this my all and fight. Like I'm going to fight. Even if I come, you know, last, I'm fighting. And it's a very different, you just, 
you're like, oh, holy shit. I, you know, I'm posing with more swagger because it's like, you've got to fucking bring it. Um, and if I had that identity of it's, it's fine. You're just making a comeback and getting on stage. I'm not bringing it. I'm not bringing the same fire. Keep posting when you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the identity. If you're listening to this and this could be for, yeah, any performance goals, any physique goals, any of those narratives that you're telling yourself over and over again, oh, I'm just doing this. I'm just going to give it a go. I'm just going to try. How about you change that to I'm going to motherfucking fight and I'm going to do my absolute goddamn best. It's a different, it's, you're on a different path. Yeah, it definitely changes your, um, your trajectory, yeah. I think. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, the overall day of Strong Geelong. So let's talk about um, the bench, the second attempt was the second one, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk about that. That was frustrating, but another learning curve and, like, you know, each comp's going to come with something that I'm going to learn from it. I'm still a baby powerlifter. Um, so the second attempt I had... So you've got commands that you have to um, hit for it to be a successful lift as well. So not only do you have to be able to move the weight, you have to move the weight within the command. So bench, um, it is a down command, a weight. It's normally like a long one second or a two second pause, push and rack. And I missed the push command. Um, or I thought I had heard the push command. So my problem is like, it's a very loud environment and I'm deaf in one ear and I just thought that I'd heard it. So I pressed it. So it was a no lift basically. Um, but we learned from that. And the next one, I just told the umpire that was um, in front of me to just be a little bit louder with the commands for that reason. And he was really accommodating with it. Tech tech what do you call them tech um issues issues i don't that's not the right word that i'm looking for but whatever tech issues or red lights um through tech do happen like we saw multiple on the day i've every comp i'm at there's multiple um and often the lifter won't even know why and like they'll have to go ask so if it does happen it's okay you know deep breath figure out what it is um, if it's something that you just completely blanked on like i know that um for some of the squat for some of the squats that I've seen, someone has gone to rack too early before they've been told to rack. And it's like, you're just full of adrenaline. Sometimes you're not paying enough attention and you can't really like do much about that. It's just an automatic pilot thing, um, except for, you know, practice with someone in your ear saying rack, you know, and you're waiting for that. That's really the only way to get around it. But um, you still went into that third attempt so confident and we made the jump in the end. Yeah. The whole part of this second prep was me doing a bench redemption <laughs> and we did just that. So my last attempt for my bench for Strong Geelong, I got a really smooth 45. So that was a um, 7.5 kilo increase on that total, um, which I I kind of shocked myself a little bit that I'd gotten that that smoothly. Yeah. As well. Like it wasn't a grind, annoyingly wasn't a grind. Um, so yeah, yeah, I was, I was really impressed with that. I went into it, I think with a little bit of um, fire in my belly with that fail with the second attempt. I'm like, no, this is not happening. I'm getting that up. 
And like I failed at 42.5, but she moved beautifully. Yeah. 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 And that's what I told myself. I'm like, I'm just going to hold on to the fact that it moved really well. Um, failing that for that reason, it didn't, I didn't let it throw me off. Yeah. No, you didn't. You were so like, I remember just, I just waited until you told me like the attempt that you wanted, you know, you came over and you just said, yeah, like I'm going for it. And I'm pretty sure actually you told them I didn't tell yeah. them. So with this APL, our one, um, you had told them all the attempts that you wanted, but with strong, you have a minute after um, your lift to tell them what your next lift was. And I just came off the platform. I'm like, I know I, I'm going to do it. I've already like, that's it. Yeah. I loved it. Do you want to tell everyone what your lifts were for your your best, your squat, your bench, and your deadlift, and then yeah, we can we can talk about the total that surprised us. I got a one hundred kilo squat, which was that was amazing because I had family there to see that as well, and my brother cried, which was <laughs> um that was cool. Um, so that was a 12.5 kilo increase um, overall total PB for that. We've already spoken about the bench. So that's a 45 um, third attempt. So 7.5 kilos that I've added to that. And my dead was a super smooth 125, which was a five kilo increase. Um, I increased my overall total by 25 kilos. So we ended up with a 275 um, and that's what Amy is telling me that I can't do it. <laughs> I love it. Gonna gonna continue to set the bar low. <laughs> um, look. To be fair, that completely blew me away. I was unex, didn't expect it. So yes, I knew we had weight in the tank after the first comp, but nowhere near in hell did I think we had that much at all. At the same time. You know, I very much trust Soph and I know when she's saying she's got it, she's got it. So, you know, I'm not going to intervene and say, no, no, just do a 95 squat or anything like that. It was like, nah, like, yeah, every every attempt, I'm happy. Let's go for it. Let's push it. Um, I, I was pretty speechless, still kind of am pretty speechless about the whole thing, like in seven weeks to, to turn around, um, which I, I'd love to talk now a little bit about the training experience overall, so if like both preps, what's prep like compared to, I guess, quote unquote, general lifestyle training? You feel like you have a bit more of a purpose when you're in the gym. And on the days that you really, really do not want to be there, you remind yourself that you're doing this for the girl that's going to be on the platform. Or like if you're someone that's doing a bikini comp, you're doing that for the girl that's going to be on the stage. Um, so in that respect, I was in there with a mission, um, which made me feel like I was attacking things differently. So, um, the weights that I was selecting for training felt more in, like there was more purpose behind those sorts of things and warm ups felt more important and cool downs and recovery and all of that felt more important. Um, and I felt like I wasn't just going through the motions with the weights in the training that I was doing. Like when I was going for my, like um, my one reps, um, I was fighting for them even in training. Yeah. yeah. 
And there were some of those like right towards the end, you can see like I'm really grinding it out. But I think we both realized at the same time that it's really cool to see even in training that I have that fight to try and move those weights. Yeah, I've said it before, powerlifting, once you're, you know, past the just going to get up, see how it is, have some fun, you need balls, you need courage because the grinds, it's very easy to give up partway through a grind and you'll see obviously like the elites, uh, they're grinding their thirds because it's, mm. it's very, very heavy weight. So I said to Soph, as I was starting to see those that footage come through of her, you know, taking a few seconds per lift to make the rep. I was like, this is really good skill work, really. But it's also showing me that she's got that courage that sort of has the balls to be able to push her own potential, um, which is really, really exciting to see. But it's a character trait. I don't have it, man. Like it's not there in me. I can I can grind a bench press because I'm not scared of dying um semi a deadlift but I cannot grind a squat I just panic so there is a little bit of that I imagine you can if this is you and you're feeling like me and you have like squat anxiety or something you, you probably could out train it for sure but um it's very very helpful if you have some balls and I think to go far competitively in powerlifting you need a shit ton of courage to be able to do that um the only other thing I wanted to ask about your training, Soph, was if someone's concerned about the amount of time training takes, how did you manage like work and training? I was working as a full-time nurse. So I'm doing 40-hour weeks um, and my training sessions, the shortest one would take me two hours if I sort of really pushed it. They should, they, they can take anywhere between two and three hours. Three hours if you're generous with your rest periods, which if you have the time is great. Um, but I made it work because I it was the goal for me at that point in time. So I, with shift work, I had the luxury, I suppose. Someone doing nine to five, it's a little bit harder. So I can't relate in that sense. I did a lot, I pretty much only do late shifts now. So I would, if I was training on work days, um, I'd go in and train from like seven to nine. Um, I'd walk, come home, walk my dogs and then go and do my 10 hour shift and um, do it again if I had to. I tried to um, allocate my training days to days off if I could. I couldn't always, and I just accepted that and just worked with what I could. Um, but, yeah, I just made it work the best I could, and I think I did pretty well with it. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I think if that's a concern for you, you know, I have seen 9 to 5 be able to do it. Yeah, they're, sometimes they're at the gym until 9.30 p.m. at night, but kind of like Soph said, you're there because you're enjoying it. You're there because you want it. You're excited to get on the platform and give it a go. So I think those people tend to find the time. And yeah. it's like, you know, man, those, you know, some netball games start at 10 p.m. 100%. And I used to play netball growing up and we played the weirdest times ever. Yeah. And you did it because you really love playing the game. It's the same thing when it comes to training for something that you really want to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, your whole experience of powerlifting so far, 
what would you say are your your most favorite part or favorite parts plural well obviously like my favorite part is comp day um <laughs> just for the simple fact that it's so much fun and um you really get to see the community in full swing because powerlifting is a big, cool community. Um, so that's one of my favourite things. The other thing um, that's really come to light in the second comp because of where I was training was that real family um, vibe that you get. Um, if you want someone to spot you, they come over. People will stop and cheer you on if you're going for a PB. Um, so it's nice to feel far more connected to um, the community that I was a part of. And training at Strong made me realise that I was a part of it. I wasn't getting that when I was training in a commercial gym. You're kind of just there and you feel really in your own world. Um it's really cool to be around a bunch of like-minded people and bounce off them. And so I think finding a whole new community of people that celebrate just what we can do. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing that I take out of it. Love it. What about the biggest challenge? Um, the week before mm-hmm. both comps, when you're just absolutely knackered, um, you there are certain moments where you question why you've decided to do it. Um, you can't lift the weights that you want to lift because your body's dead, and um, that's that whole week just feels awful. Um, that's probably the hardest thing. But I don't it because I had so much fun doing it. It's hard to find a hard thing if that makes sense. Totally- I had literally like. When I was training, just lifestyle training, I just felt like I was going through the motions and I was getting bored in a lot of the sessions. Like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm here, I'm doing it because I have to, whatnot. And like going into the gym now and chucking on some like real cool music and just lifting like super heavy stuff like that, that is so much fun. It's just fun having fun with it. Yeah. Like I I take it seriously and I know when I need to take it seriously, but through the whole thing, I know that I'm having fun with it as well. Yeah. Well, where to from here? What's next for Sophie? We're doing an improvement season now, which is cool. We're just sort of um, trying to build some muscle and work on some um, little techie things. um, And I'm enjoying it. I thought I would miss the big lifts more than I am. We'll see how we get when we get to the end of this um, block. Um, I might get itchy fingers. Um, and then we're, we're taking a far bigger break between comps. So I'm looking at, I'm waiting for the APL to release what's happening in the second half of the year, but it will certainly be the latter part of this year. I'll do another comp and it'll be really, really, really cool to see how much I can add on to that total with a far bigger gap between the comps yeah. and chain and push myself. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited for this third comp because with strong, this is the, the most recent one, all three of those final lifts, dude, I had more 
like looking back on those videos, I definitely had more in the tank and like as much as I'm enjoying this improvement season, I really, really want to get under bars and lift bars to see where that total's at because I reckon it's way higher than 275. So, I reckon like really grinding myself that I have way more than 275 in my tank for an overall. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited. I'm so excited like, you know, like I said to you before, you're you're so new. Mm. And so there's like so much trajectory in front of you. <laughs> it's just saying that I'm so new and like I've got to remind myself. Sometimes I will do a lift and I will tell someone that's what I've done and they go, oh, like that's like incredible. Like I could never do that. I'm thinking to myself, like I get in my head, I'm like, but that's not enough. And then you realize other people on the outside looking in are going like fuck she's strong man yeah like it's it's a good it's a nice reminder that I think I am far stronger than I give myself credit for yeah and that's what powerlifting's taught me okay. all right wrapping up with a, our final question if someone's listening to this on their fence nervous about their first comp maybe they haven't decided that they want to do it yet they're a bit scared or nervous what would you say to them? It's a thing that I've said in all of the podcasts that I've done <laughs> with you is just take that running leap off the cliff and do it because nothing bad is going to happen. Um, you'll end up impressing yourself with your super strong strength and having so much fun in the process. So just, just do it. Don't think twice, just do it. Love it. I love how we've done three very different podcasts. So like very different and the advice has actually been the same. I just, it makes my heart full. <laughs> yeah. I like consistency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for jumping on. So I'll leave Soph's Instagram, Instagram handle in the description box. So if you want to give her a follow, watch her um, powerlifting improvement season and then getting back onto the platform later in the year um, go do that otherwise guys we will well, i will chat to you next week